Hello, and welcome to another episode of the KPMG podcast series for tax leaders. For today's episode, I spoke to Brian Cody, Principal, Washington National Tax, KPMG in the US, and Gianni Derabertis, Chief Economist and Head of Transfer Pricing and the GTPS Leader for the KPMG EMA region, KPMG in Italy. Brian and Gianni, thanks for taking the time to join me on the phone today. As you both know, this podcast series has been developed as part of the KPMG Future of Tax programme, where we're exploring the themes of geopolitics and international developments, digitalisation and changing business models. Today I want to talk about COVID-19 and transfer pricing policy and the challenges leaders have faced and the practical solutions businesses are using to manage through and beyond COVID-19. So to start the conversation, can you both describe the challenges your transfer pricing clients have faced during COVID-19? And was the impact the same for all sectors and geographies? Brian, perhaps we can start with you. Well, I'd have to say that a lockdown is really a very unusual event, and most sectors of the economy have suffered to some extent. For example, if you look at, say, fashion and luxury industry, we've seen a big drop in turnover due to store closures, while industrial sectors have experienced problems with their upstream supply chain. I think some sectors have actually observed a counter-cyclical trend, meaning that they've, they've done better, particularly if we look at, say, the revenues of food and digital industries and even some parts of the life science and pharmaceutical sectors, they've actually risen. Um, but even those industries had to adjust parts of their supply chain to, to really cope with the disruptions to supplies of materials and travel restrictions and the lockdown. In getting to transfer pricing issues, I think recognizing these, these um, disruptions, our clients have faced challenges across their portfolio of intercompany transactions. And I think really one of the foremost is product pricing. The concerns regarding product pricing um, have risen in many, if not most cases, since many intercompany transaction structures are built on the common concept of certain entities being characterized as what we'd call routine or low-risk entities. Such a characterization is commonly expressed as the notion that the entities will consistently earn profits within an often pretty narrow range of results. Uh, these can be sales and distribution companies, manufacturing companies, service companies, kind of the, the full gamut. Right? And I think the margin pressures that COVID-driven disruptions have put on companies, their supply chains, access to customers, and so forth, are challenging the notion of what it means to be low risk. We're really raising the question as to whether these entities can actually earn losses, either in the media case or over a longer term. And really, I think these pressures are raising serious questions about potential modifications to transfer pricing policies. Johnny, how's it been for your clients? I would add that the impact of COVID has been uh, different also across geographies. Uh, with Italy, for example, being one of the most effective countries. Um, I was speaking with a multinational company which uh, I've been assisting for a few years on, on transfer pricing matters, and, and they were telling me that uh, in, the, in the first quarter, uh, they lost about 70% of turnover uh, within Italy. Uh, so obviously that that is a really big impact. Uh, in, in terms of transfer pricing challenges, uh, in addition to the challenges in managing product prices, I think uh, two other areas have been uh, quite difficult to manage. Uh, one uh, being uh, financial transactions, as companies have focused on ensuring liquidity to their subsidiaries in the first phase of the crisis. And therefore, they the, the put in place a number of uh, new intercompany financial transactions. And the other area uh, is the area of services, intergroup services, as uh, crisis management costs have been ramping up over time 
over the past few weeks. It sounds like transfer pricing business leaders have had to deal with a lot of change. So Gianni, during this time, did you see your clients modify their transfer pricing policy in the face of an economic downturn? And, and if so, by how much? I think companies uh, reacted in different ways uh, um, based on their functional profile and also on how badly they were affected by the crisis. Uh, very centralized companies uh, have reacted differently than companies where decisions are made more on a local basis. Um, I can say some multinational have uh, switched to a survival mode, so they have uh, changed their standard transfer pricing policies almost immediately. Uh, however, I think this is uh, an exception. Uh, most companies have been considering changes or adjustment to their existing transfer pricing policies, but uh, they've been waiting to see uh, the evolution of the crisis. Uh, in general, transfer pricing uh, is assessed on a, a financial year basis. So uh, um, instead of making quick decisions, uh, most companies have been monitoring uh, the situation and considering the options, waiting to get a better picture of uh, how the year will uh, uh, end up. Uh, for example, uh, uh, one group in the fashion sector, which was impacted very early uh, by COVID because they had a big exposure in China, uh, decided to uh, completely switch from one transfer pricing policy to another uh, because they wanted to ensure that uh, losses would not uh, all be uh, borne by uh, the central entity. Uh, however, I think, again, this is, this is an extreme case. It's an exception. Most of the other companies I am seeing are uh, basically considering how to adjust their existing transfer pricing policy to reflect uh, the, the current market conditions. And Brian, would you add anything to Gianni's comments? Yes, I think at the moment we're learning about the impacts of covid um, I think really that first phase was the initial impact when many companies simply kept their policies in place, no change. This is when shutdowns were first put in place and there was just so much uncertainty. I think as we started to open up a bit, businesses are starting to really start to see their businesses open a bit. Companies are more directly trying to address whether their transfer pricing adjustments are really necessary. Um, yet, I think all this still comes at a time when there's a great deal of uncertainty still exists for companies. It's, it's really so difficult even now to forecast what the rest of the years will look like that the, the clients that we're talking to in, in the U.S. here, most of those are still saying, look, we've got several scenarios that we're running for the rest of the year. There's still a great deal of uncertainty, and we might wait a little bit more before we actually change prices, even though we're very actively looking at how those changes might be implemented. Gianni, what approaches did you see tax directors consider when determining if their comparables are appropriate during the COVID-19 disruption? Obviously, many companies set their intra-group uh, prices by looking at comparable companies and their margins. Um, the, the data for comparable companies, however, are not available in real time. Um, so, in general, companies would use uh, prior year data for the comparables. So, to give an example, uh, transfer pricing for, uh, for 2019 would be set by looking at comparable data for the preceding three years, 2016 to 2018. Now, while this is fine under normal economic circumstances, in an economic crisis, this becomes a problem because uh, previous years uh, will not uh, reflect the current market conditions. So, I think that the single biggest uh, transfer pricing challenge for most companies has been what data 
from comparables to use in their analysis. Often, uh, the challenge boils down to exactly that point. So should we change the comparables or should we change the data that we use? I think at the end of the day, most companies will uh, confirm their current transfer pricing policy. They will likely confirm also their current comparables, but they will have to make adjustments to the data and the margins of those comparables to ensure that they reflect the conditions, the economic conditions of 2020. Brian? Yes, I'd agree. And I, and I think a, a further point to, to make here is that I would say compared to previous analyses where maybe we've looked at a multi-year period, like a two or three-year period, I think we're also likely to see companies more often now, especially for 2020, or particularly for 2020, using a one-year analysis as opposed to that longer range in order to test the reasonableness of the pricing this year. Uh, I think it follows from the uniqueness of 2020, how quickly COVID uh, disruptions came on, uh, and it's really not spread across, like say, a typical multi-year downturn or, or business cycle. And Brian, what can companies do if they conclude and or realize that their comparables are not appropriate? Yeah, here and I think building on the on the other uh, questions, I think here we're thinking about appropriate being, is that previous range that we had, is that appropriate for 2020? And I think this is where the research becomes so important. Right? I think we see a, a number of transfer pricing professionals focus on the arm's length range for, say, 2017 through 2018 or 19, and asking whether they can defend targeting in 2020, for example, the low end of that range. Well, I think what we need to do is we need to shift our view of what the actual ranges will be for 2020 and simply not just use previous ranges and say we're going to move to the bottom of them, moving that unadjusted uh, target for 2020, but rather use research to say, okay, what impact is the current disruption likely to have on those margins? How likely are they to drop and by how much? And use projections rather than looking back and, and evaluate the appropriateness of comparables in that way. On this point, for example, we have been assisting a number of companies in, in trying to estimate how the historic data of comparables may need to be adjusted to, to really reflect current market conditions. For example, we have been looking at how comparables performed during the previous uh, crisis, so during the financial crisis of 2007-2009, um, with the objective of, of using this information to adjust uh, comparables for 2020. Um, that is an approach. Another approach we, which we have been following is to uh, perform some regression analysis on a longer time frame and try to find some uh, uh, correlation between uh, comparables margins and other economic variables for which we have already uh, data available for 2020. So, for example, uh, GDP or inflation or unemployment. So if we find a link between these macroeconomic data which are available and uh, the comparables margins, then we can use this data to make adjustments for 2020. COVID-19 has obviously presented many challenges to tax and legal functions, but as we move forward from resilience into the recovery phase, what are the immediate challenges which lie ahead for transfer pricing business leaders and what learnings can they take from the situation to build into their business continuity plans and processes going forward? Well, I think there are just so many opportunities. Um, you know, how, how long do we have to, to, to talk about these? Um, uh, but seriously, just to focus on one point that I, I think has been really somewhat overlooked in the past and that is creating real issues and, and difficult points to work through for companies 
And I would say that's really around their intercompany agreements and making sure that those agreements really fully reflect arm's length terms, uh, adjustment provisions, termination clauses, et cetera, and, and not really just the pricing itself, not just the, the arm's length range in there itself. Uh, third parties renegotiate their terms regularly, and the ability of related parties to renegotiate their arrangements has been really an important consideration in all the discussions that we're having with companies about their transfer price and response to to COVID disruptions. So I would say a focus on those is is really important. If I may add a couple of other points, I think one area uh, where companies will need to make a decision uh, pretty quickly is uh, what to do with transfer pricing adjustments. Because prices for 2020 were set before uh, the COVID time, right? So they necessarily do not reflect the current conditions of the market. So companies would have to decide whether to make adjustments to those prices or make uh, year-end adjustments to profit margins of their subsidiaries. So that is one area. Uh, the other area, I think, which would require some decisions from companies is, is, as I mentioned before, financial transactions. And this is for two reasons. Not only because uh, with COVID, uh, there were several new transactions uh, implemented in the financial area uh, within multinational groups, but also because the OECD published guidance in January on financial transactions. So companies need to make sure that not only new transactions are compliant, but also existing transactions are compliant with the new OECD guidance. To conclude the podcast today, if I could ask you both, what's the one piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with? Brian, maybe we can start with you and then move to Gianni. Yes, I guess I would just reiterate the point on the intercompany agreements and making sure that as companies are looking at their transfer pricing, that we don't just focus upon the range or the actual pricing itself, but really the full scope of the arrangement, allocation of risk, how that's documented in the agreement, uh, and make sure we've got the full arm's length treatment in that agreement and not just the ranges. And and my advice would be to consider the long-term consequences of current decisions and not to rush into some short-term fixes, which would then be detrimental for the future of of the company. So, for example, if a company reacts to COVID-19 by changing its transfer pricing policy, then the company may be in a difficult position to change it back when things go back to normal. Brian and Gianni, once again, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Thanks very much. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, yes. Thank you for your time. Join us again next time. And please email us with any suggestions you have for future topics at tax at kpmg.com. Thanks for listening.